Well, it is official. I am changing the name of my podcast as of today to Fit Body Secrets. I am actually really excited to finally be pulling the plug on this because I like the inner athlete name, but as I've actually grown this past year and a lot of reflection that I do, a lot of the thinking that I do and kind of like what I really wanted to build in terms of a brand, Fit Body RX is it. It is going to be an amazing community that I'm hoping to continue to keep growing. Um, but I basically want everything to kind of be encompassed in that same mindset, that same phrasing, that same word, fit body. Because I know that for a lot of people, they want to get leaner, they want to get healthier, they want to get fitter. They need to lose a lot of weight. They need to lose a little weight. They maybe don't need to lose any weight, but they just want to be fit. Whatever it comes down to, my mission here is to honestly provide you guys with education, motivation, inspiration, entertainment, whatever I can to hopefully help you guys stay on track with your own goals, knowing that you're not the only one out there that values health and fitness because I know how that feels. And so hopefully I'll be able to give you guys plenty of tips, education, and all that kinds of stuff uh, if I haven't already done so. I, I feel like I'm starting over from scratch right now, right? But I'm really not. So anyways, today's episode, honestly... I want to say it's kind of basic, but it's also something that I'm super passionate about. And I often don't really speak about as, you know, I, I want to say as, as, uh, forward as I should, because I guess I also just like many people fear judgment. I fear that people won't really believe in, and what I'm teaching and all of those things. And I know that what I teach works. Um, and it does come down to some pretty basic, basic, uh, concepts and I think that the word macros can really have this connotation of something that is super stressful, super hard, kind of OCD, a little bit of all of those things. And today's episode, I just kind of want to like really talk a lot about the macronutrient concept or the macro counting concepts and how applying that might actually be the solution to all the things that you've been struggling with. And it just might seem like something that is so daunting and overwhelming because you've never done it before. I mean, think about it. If, if you were, you know, four years old and your parents buy you a bicycle and they're like, here you go, have this thing. And you've never been on it before. You're going to be like, what do I do? How do I balance? How do I do these things? You know, if you start medical school and, you know, before you're even in class, they give you a test. You're going to look at those questions like, what am I supposed to do? If you started a job and you weren't trained properly, how are you supposed to execute? We are always going to have to figure things out. Um, so today's episode, I want to break down macronutrient counting a little bit, why I believe it is honestly the end of the whole dieting era, if people can honestly understand how it really isn't a diet at all, and how all diets actually, and I've made a podcast episode specifically on this, that it is the common denominator a, a across all diets, because no matter what you're eating, you're eating macronutrients. No matter what you're eating, you're eating calories. So at the very basic level of it all, those of you guys that are looking to achieve better performance, better body composition, building muscle, better health and longevity, optimizing your macronutrient balance is a, is a thing that you guys can do at a point in your life when you really want to see what it feels like to look or feel your best. And so I say that because I know a lot of people that listen to my podcast likely do have goals. You know, you guys are obviously absorbing content, whether it's from my podcast or others, because you have something you're trying to achieve, whether it's a better relationship with food, whether it is, you know, going to the CrossFit games, whether it is losing 10, 20, 50, 100 pounds. I know I'm kind of saying the same thing over and over again, but it's because I truly feel passionate about this being the end of all of the bullshit 
all of the wasted time, all of the frustrations that people have around what they should be eating and how they should be dieting to get to those goals. So let's just kind of roll right into it a little bit here. And um, just to kind of start off, I want to kind of get you guys to understand that macronutrient counting is not a tool. And before I go into macronutrient counting, let me just make sure that I hopefully you guys understand what macronutrients are. Macronutrients are the larger uh, sources of calories from the foods we eat, protein, carbs, and fat specifically. So all of our foods are going to have protein, carbs, or fat, or maybe a combination of those things. So you guys are probably pretty familiar with animal sources of protein, which is going to come from like your chicken, fish, steak, yada, yada, yada. Um, some of those things are going to have a little bit of fat. Uh, if you're a, a vegan or a vegetarian, a lot of your sources might come from some um, non-meat-based uh, products, which are usually made up of soy or a, a version of it, um, or pea protein or things like that. It could also be coming from your grains, your legumes, your your beans, your nuts and seeds, and all of those things. Um, and then you've got like carbs, which are going to be like your rice, your sweet potato, um, you know, pasta, uh, fruits and vegetables. And then you've got your fats, which are going to be like your oils, your butters, avocados. And then you've got some combination foods, which I, I think people tend to either associate with carbs or fats and they're really neither. It's your, it's your, uh, your cheeses and your salty chips and your cookies and your cakes and your cupcakes and all those things. All of those things have macronutrients of them. Some of them are combinations. Some of them are just one ingredient or maybe a little bit of another. So when somebody is counting macros, what they are essentially doing is taking the time in their day. They're given a specific number of these macronutrients and they're taking the time in the beginning of their day to essentially plan out meals that hopefully they have a foundation at this point of like what it looks like to build solid, you know, balanced meals. And they are figuring out how much of those ingredients they need to be having at each meal based on what they want to stay in line with the goals that they have for themselves. So if a person's goal is fat loss, they might be uh, on a macronutrient prescription that is geared towards a calorie deficit. So they'll be eating a little bit lower amounts of carbs and fats and probably a little bit higher protein for satiation. And then their goals are to be able to hit those numbers every single day uh, within a range. And I'll be honest, like most people take this way too seriously. If your goal is like just general health, fitness, and just performance and, and fat loss, you shouldn't have to be super spot on every day as long as your calories are in check. Um, but you want to be within a range. And for most of my clients, it's like, hey, can you get within 10, 10 to 15 grams of your carbs? Uh, if you're a little under on your fat, it's okay, but don't go over by five. You know, I kind of keep give people a little bit more of a, a range, right? And this is where I think people get super, super, super hard on themselves with macronutrient counting. And it ends up becoming almost very, very, very restrictive to them because it's the end of the night and they're under on carbs by 12 and they're over on protein by six and they have no fat left. And they're trying to figure out how to get those last 12 grams of carbs. And they're like, hmm, maybe I'll have a couple of jelly beans. Like that's just not the right mindset to have with, uh, you know, food. That's just teaching one more disordered eating pattern. So with macronutrient counting, it should be a range and it should be very flexible. And the cool thing about this strategy though, is that because we know calories are king and then with our goals, calories are what matters most, we can actually make adjustments to our macronutrient balance, you know, every once in a while to allow us to 
maybe have a social meal out where we know that we're going to be eating a little higher fat and a little higher carb and a little bit lower protein, we can fit those things into the plan and it can become very, very, very flexible for you. You can also very easily stay on track with, um, with your macronutrients if you are going out to eat because food is everywhere. And if, if all food has macronutrients in it, it's just learning how to choose things. So when you learn how to count macronutrients, you essentially learn everything you need to know about nutrition for the most part, because like I said, you have to have the solid foundation of knowing where your main sources of nutrients are. And you have to know what foods take up more of those things than others. If you have the solid foundation of whole foods, it's going to make you a lot more satisfied. And and this is where as a coach, a lot of what I teach is whole food based, um, but also flexible. And I also will add some suggestions for people and, and help them build meals that are actually in line with the things that they like. Because it is honestly, when people come to me from a lot of dietary history or dieting history, uh, they're a little afraid of like planning things that they actually like. They're, they're thinking that like they can't eat the way that they currently eat. And I'll be honest, there are a lot of chance, a lot of things that we have to change. There are some habits. So if a person is constantly relying, relying on like highly palatable foods, eating out a lot at restaurants and getting a lot of like the cheesy bready type things. It just takes up a lot of their calories. They're not going to be satisfied and they are going to be a little bit nutrient deprived. That's why I also look at fiber intake with my clients and I actually look at their food journal to make sure they're not missing those things. But for the most part, it should teach flexibility in those things. And I love that about it. So kind of going more into the macronutrient things, what I want you to think of macronutrients and calories are think of calories like your budget. Let's just say you have a hundred dollars. Okay. You can have that hundred dollars in a number of different ways. You could have it on a credit card. You could have it in dollar bills. You could have it in quarters, dimes, and pennies. You could have it in fives, tens, twenties, whatever it is. You can have two fifties. It still is going to equal a hundred dollars, right? And that's the same thing with calories and macronutrients. So if you have a budget of calories, your macronutrients are going to be dispensed in different ways to make up those calories. So I would like to call fats like a $20 bill. They're more expensive. They're actually over two times as caloric as your carbs and your proteins and fats. I'm sorry. Yeah. Carbs and proteins and your carbs and carbs and proteins are actually like a $10 bill because they're actually equal. So every gram of carbs has four calories. Every gram of fat has four calories and Every gram of fat, I'm sorry, take a second. Every gram of carbs has four calories. Every gram of protein has four calories. And then every gram of fat has nine. So think of it like a budget. Your proteins and your carbs are kind of like the $10 bills. And then your fats are kind of like the $20 bills. And so when you're spending those things, if something costs $20, AKA you're eating fats, it's going to be more expensive than if you're eating carbs or protein. Uh, which by the way, is why people that go on a lot of these ketogenic diets and low carb diets often find themselves plateaued on weights when they're not tracking their calories and macros, because they are likely still in a calorie surplus or calorie maintenance because the amount of calories they're eating from fats is easier to overeat without realizing it. It's a lot harder to overeat two cups of rice on your plate than it is to, to have an extra tablespoon of oil, if that makes sense. So just wanted to kind of go over that before I kind of dive into the weeds on this one, because it really doesn't matter uh, what diet you're on. You're still going to have macros. Think of it like, it doesn't matter how you have a hundred dollars. You're still going to have a hundred dollars to spend. So if your calorie budget is a hundred dollars or it's 1500 calories or 2000 calories, or 3000 calories, 
how you spend those calories is going to be the, the thing that makes you happy and gets you better results. And here's why. All of our macronutrients also have different roles in our body. Uh, obviously protein is most thermogenic, meaning it, it requires the most energy to digest. That's why often on a fat loss phase, we'll keep the protein a little bit higher. It also spares muscle. Um, but it has a lot of other things it does besides just being an energy source. We need those amino acids for immune function, for, you know, building lean muscle tissue, repairing cells, all of those things. So protein is king. Anyone that deals with any kind of immune issues, any kind of, um, you know, any of those things, we, we want to make sure we're getting enough protein. And then your carbs are going to be your body's primary source of energy. And so for those people that are in the performance space, or honestly, just trying to get the most out of your workouts, like having enough carbs on board is going to ensure that you have the, uh, the right kind of energy available for those muscle contractions. And then fat, primarily its main role is going to be a little bit of immune stuff, a little bit of, you know, that cell reproduction, but mostly like neurological function, brain function and hormones. Um, fat can also be another source of energy, but carbohydrates are the body's primarily, um, preferred source of car, uh, energy. So, you know, it's important to get enough fat, but I want people to really focus on our energy should be coming from our carbs. Now, when it comes to the three different things I'm going to talk about today, which is going to be like, obviously fat loss, and then I'm going to talk about performance and I'm going to talk a little bit about lean gains in that same phase. And then you've got like longevity and health, right? Those three things, macronutrients are a great way to optimize whatever part of that you're you're looking to achieve right now but also the goal can change and your macronutrient focus can change as well so people in a fat loss phase right i think the biggest reason why people vary away the people that struggle with getting on board with uh macronutrient counting or calculating or counting is they're looking for the easy way they're looking for what is going to be the easiest way for me to lose weight? And I'll be honest, the easiest way is not always the right way because what you'll often find is a person will start something like just cut out carbs. Well, okay, we're going to cut out carbs while we're trying to lose weight, but then what happens when we want to eat carbs? I can't tell you, there are very few people that I run into that have been on a low carb diet and have a good relationship with food being hundred percent honest, there are very few people that I can say that I know. In fact, I maybe only know one. And I think she borderline doesn't have a good relationship with food because she still eats Burger King and McDonald's all the time. <laughs> um, does not have a good relationship with food. They see carbohydrates as something that is bad for them. They don't think that they're allowed to eat those. And that is not a good relationship with food. Telling yourself that you can't have rice, potatoes, things that come from our ground is not a healthy relationship with food. So uh, low-fat diets are the same way. Like the people that literally cut out fat from everything, they're just so fat-phobic. I, at one point, was very fat-phobic. I would not eat peanut butter, and I loved peanut butter. But I also know that I used to overeat peanut butter. So um, when it comes to fat loss, macronutrients can play a huge role in honestly teaching you to have a better relationship with food, so including all foods, teaching you portion control with the foods that you actually do enjoy eating, allowing you some flexibility to have those things in your plan while you are trying to lose weight, but also allows you to really, really, really like feel satisfied with your meals and feel like you're not always hungry all the time. You know, we can really tweak things to help fit a macronutrient split that works well for you. So fat loss in macros is like, man, that's, that's the key. 
And like I said, it doesn't have to be this crazy rigid, like I've got to be within two grams every single day. On a performance and a lean gains perspective, learning how to push carbs and protein up and fats down a little bit while you are in that, I want to build muscle, I want to get a little bit leaner um, while I am actually performing like a badass in the gym, you know, really putting the extra effort in there is going to be key. With performance athletes and lean gains in particular, we can really optimize that person's day to really fuel them appropriately for a good workout and obviously teach them how to recover properly. And this goes for anybody, general pop, whether you're a competitor or not. If you're going to the gym with the goals like, I want to be fitter, this is for you. You're not out of that same scope of people who want to get the most out of your workout. So don't put that on, don't put yourself as a label as like, you don't deserve that. Um, you know, I'll be honest, there was a time in my life where I felt the same way. Like I felt like I wasn't an athlete. I didn't deserve to eat like an athlete and hell no, nobody can tell me that I'm in charge of what I eat. So from a performance perspective, really making sure that we have adequate glycogen on board for our bodies, um, to obviously have muscle contractions, recovery and all those things. And then as I kind of, have already kind of beat, beat up a little bit is the longevity piece here, right? Is, you know, I get a lot of people that come to me with, um, specific health issues, hormone issues, immune issues, digestive issues, even uh, like mental issues, all of these things, right? Oftentimes, just taking some time to focus on your macronutrient breakdowns, really taking some time to do that can often end up finding and identifying the problem and fixing it. And so it's always really hard to have somebody that comes to me and they're like, I want out of pain today. They're like, I, I want the solution for this problem. Like it's hormonal related. It's whatever. And I know that there are a lot of supplements out there and these things that are like, Oh, this will fix that. It's like, it's all bullshit. Okay. Think of those, like the 1%, right? This is the big egg. These are the, this is the big eggs. This is the big marbles that you're putting in. So if you take the time and I'm going to be honest, if you have a lot of health issues, you can't think that this stuff is going to happen overnight. Your body is constantly regenerating itself, but it needs a lot of time to get all of those cells repaired and everything to be functioning appropriately. You should see improvements, but it's not going to be from, you know, where you are now to where you want to be in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You need to commit to this. If you have severe, the longer you've dealt with these issues, the longer you're going to be doing this for. And you need to commit for, for the long haul. And the way I look at it is most of these people that are dealing with these issues, they're not 5, 10, 15 years old. No, they're things they've been dealing with for years and years and years, even decades. So taking a year out of your entire life and being like, I'm going to you know, commit to some time of actually you know, learning this stuff, it's going to only make you better. It's never going to make you worse. And here's the other thing you know, with macronutrient counting that I think is that people don't realize that it is such a good tool for is most people live, we live in a very, two things, a very busy life and a very transactional life. So we're always too busy. We're always going from one thing to the next. We're never being mindful of things. We're never planning. And the two things that tend to go out the window when we're busy is our sleep and our nutrition. And I say that without putting exercise in there, because I know a lot of people that go to the gym regardless. They don't, they don't, go away from the gym. They always are going to the gym because it just makes their mental health better or whatever. But those two things get put on the back burner. It's almost like they know that they need to be dealt with, but they don't deal with them. With macronutrient counting, to be effective at it and it to not consume your day, 
you are better off being a macro planner. So you actually wake up in the beginning of the day and you know what you're going to eat or the night before and you plan your day out ahead of time. So it's so important to realize that this strategy will actually like you make you more organized in other areas of your life. Because guess what? Now that you know what you're having for dinner every night, you know, those things that requires you to take a little bit of time for that. And if you can use that same discipline in other areas of your life, that'll help so much. And I think that that's probably like the one thing that I will say, it's why I don't talk a lot about macronutrient counting, because I think people see it as very restrictive. It's not restrictive. It's actually the exact opposite. It's very flexible. In fact, sometimes people take it to extremes and it's too flexible, but it's what it really is, is it requires discipline. And why is discipline such a bad thing? Why is having some rules for yourself, some guidelines for yourself to live by such a bad thing? I think that it also goes down to, you know, people just always wanting that, like something to take a break from, right? Why are we so like busy that we can't take a break and that our health has to take the backseat burner, right? So I think for a lot of people that worry that, you know, it's going to be restrictive or whatever, it's likely because of their mindset around it. And they likely are a little bit afraid of the discipline that it creates, but guys, discipline is freedom. Like I said, if you if you have that done at the beginning of your day, think about how much more time you have in the rest of your day to live your life and all those things. You know, so I know that was a little bit of a tangent, but I just do really see a lot of a lot of benefits from macronutrient tracking. Uh, the other thing is is that your macronutrient um, prescriptions aren't always going to stay the same. So our lives change, our hormones change, everything changes, right? It's very easy to be able to adjust those things when you have a base. And so with macronutrient counting, we're also paying attention to changes in our energy levels, our hunger levels, our cravings, our mood, our sleep, all of these different things, and really able to kind of make adjustments based on what our specific goals are. So let's just say you are right now in a fat loss phase, but you know, uh, come like, you know, I don't know, summertime, you're going to be doing a couple of races and you want to go into performance, you know, whatever it might be, you can kind of shift gears there. So it becomes really good really good tool for you to uh, have no matter what you're doing. So the last thing that I want to kind of leave with on this episode, because I said, I don't want to make it too long. I know it's, it's kind of basic, but it's, it's just honestly something that I'm super passionate about. Um, and I, and I really do want people to take it seriously because I think if you do, you will find that all the stuff that you've focused on over the, over the last few years, trying to figure things out without actually focusing on something is just distractions. And it just comes down to this. So I want to leave you guys with some tips that I think will help you guys maybe take, it's probably going to feel like some pressure, but it should be good pressure, right? Like I said in the beginning, you know, going to school, learning a bike, those things are hard and they do have some pressure put on you for them, but there's a reward to that. So, um, all right. So here are a couple of things. And, and I forgot to talk about the transactional aspect of that. As I said, the reward, because I think that people also, I guess I should start by, let me take a step back before I go into your guys' tips. Oh, you guys are like, Cheryl, what are you doing? I was ready for the tips. Um, I wanted to mention about the transactional stuff though, guys. Um, this is the biggest mistake that I wanted to say that I, I will see is that people start tracking macros and they expect things to happen very quickly. Like they track macro with the expectation that tomorrow the weight's going to start coming off. You guys have to stop acting transactional as well. So the busy stuff has to stop and the transactional stuff has to stop. And people that are focusing on macronutrients, they're not focusing on the other things. If you just focus on this one thing, don't focus on the results of the weight of those things. Just focus on 
the habits and that stuff is going to happen as a side effect. Because when it comes down to it all, this is science. This is, there's no guessing. There's no variables. I mean, there is variables, but this is you doing the specific things that you need calorically and macronutrient breakdown wise to help us address and assess what else might be going on. So that was the only thing I was going to say is don't always look for the solution to come right from the action. The solution is the action and that the results are going to come from you continuously doing those things. So a little bit wordy guys, but I just had to kind of make that little switch. Now let's go into the final piece of this, which was uh, just talking a little bit about how to make it a little bit more effective for you, a little bit less overwhelming and things like that. So number one, step number one is you need to have a pretty good understanding of what it looks like to have a quality diet. So um, I want you guys to take off all of the thoughts about like bad foods and good foods and understand where those bad food mindsets are coming from. Those are likely the foods that you tend to overindulge in and they're not very nutrient rich, right? So those foods have a place, but they should be kind of sprinkled in kind of like a seasoning on on a vegetable, right? They're just little bits here and there. It might be a cookie after dinner. It might be ice cream before bed, whatever it is. But the majority of your diet should be coming from whole foods and that those things are sprinkled in throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. Sometimes maybe a little bit more of them, or AKA on a vacation or Christmas time. Sometimes a little bit less, AKA you're really trying to dial in the fat loss phase and you want to be really seeing results and don't want to have any variables. So couple of tips now is one, having a solid base. Two is learning to keep an accurate food journal and accurately weighing out portions. This is a, a, essential because too many people eat mindlessly. They snack on things throughout the day. They're not paying attention to things. Um, and they are forgetting to write things down. They're forgetting to weigh things out and they get the most out of it. Just give it a hundred percent. Do all of the plan. Don't just do part of the plan. You know, like here's a workout analogy. You go to the gym and you see there's a warm up, there's the strength, there's the skill, there's the metcon, there's accessory work, right? Are you like skipping the warm up and the skill work and you're only doing the, the metcon, right? To get the most out of it, you should probably be doing all of it. And so get the most out of it. Give yourself the time and dedication and the discipline to do it all. And yes, that also means that sometimes you're not going to have a food scale, aka I don't want my clients bringing a food scale to the restaurant. You should be able to eyeball things for sure. But for the most part, you're trying to really take it seriously. And every chance you get, you're using those tools. And then you want to know how many calories you're trying to hit. That way you can figure out the macronutrient split. So um, I would honestly recommend having a coach help you set this up because it usually takes um, the coach looking at your diet, your feedback and those things and kind of making some adjustments based off of your, your basal metabolic rate and your daily ex energy expenditure to kind of figure out where you should start based on your goals. And so um, having that person kind of help fine tune things can really help with that. But there are some really good online calculators. And if I was going to suggest any, I would honestly suggest the precision nutrition one. And I will put that in the show notes as well for you guys to be able to kind of go there as a reference. So know your calories, break down your macronutrients. Now, if you guys are doing your own macronutrient splits here, be sure you are not being diet friendly, aka if you're coming from a diet history of low carb, don't set your macronutrient prescription up with this mindset of like, I've got to be eating low carb. Always start from balance. And for most people, that's going to look like about 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein per pound, uh, which is going to end up making up roughly anywhere from 15 to 30% of your total um, energy for the day. So your total calories for the day. So start there. And then I would break up the carbs and fats 
about equally. Um, you know, for a lot of people that are familiar with like the zone, uh, like the 40, 30, 30, 35, 35, 30, something along those lines, but you want to kind of split them up pretty evenly. And then you can adjust those numbers based on your preferences and based on your specific sport or training modalities and things like that. Then you just want to start taking your food journal that you've already been covering and taking your macronutrient splits and kind of assessing those right? So this is where you're thinking of the money analogy. You're looking at the money you have available and you're looking at how you've been spending. And now you're making smarter choices going forward. So let's just say your budget, you've been spending a lot of money at Starbucks and you're like, I got to stop spending money at Starbucks so I can start spending money on, I don't know, my health and my fitness, my gym membership, whatever it is. So you're just kind of figuring out where you're going to be spending your budget going forward. And that's where the pre-planning really comes ahead because now you can look at your meals that you've been eating, the foods that you like to eat, and you're just making some specific tweaks to those things to kind of help them fit the new plan. So this is where it's not really ever this crazy transition from like, you know, eating, you know, a completely different diet to a, a, a fresh or, you know, your old diet to your new diet. It's just taking your old diet and improving it, which is why having that whole food base is so important. Um, and then once you're starting to plan ahead, you're going to be able to kind of, I would honestly suggest for most people, I think that people that try and change it every single day, I get it. You guys want variety, but honestly, I think variety ends up being the worst thing for a lot of people because one, your nutrients are going to be different from day to day. Two, it makes it super harder on the brain. Like you're always having to kind of think about what you're going to eat. And I just think that it ends up, I think people get much better results and they're much happier when they find some meals that they like and they just kind of rotate throughout the week with those things. So, um, that was the last real, the big tip for you. Now, when it comes to adjustments and all that kinds of stuff, I can go into that. Um, but I really think that the main thing is like, don't always think you have to adjust, especially if your goal is fat loss or performance, like give your body a chance to adjust to the calories you've set and the macros you're working with, because sometimes it just needs a little bit more time. And I've recently had a client who we haven't made many adjustments, just took us like three weeks of like hitting those numbers. And now the weight's coming off every single week. And it's pretty awesome to watch. And she's just crushing it in the gym. And if she's listening to this, I hope that you know that this is a shout out to you because you're doing great. And I love working with you. Um, but that's, that's the other thing is don't make adjustments all the time. Aside from tips, the last thing that I want to leave you guys with is this. I think that a lot of people can look at macro counting. Like it's, like I said, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times already on this podcast, like it's restrictive and yada, yada, yada. And I think the pullback is, I just want to be able to eat what I want. I just want to be able to, well, I'm going to be honest. You can eat what you want counting macros. You don't want to think about what you're eating and how it fits your plan, which reminds me again, that you likely aren't committed to the goal that you have for yourself. Because if you don't want to think about what you're doing to achieve the goal that you want to achieve, then how much does that goal really actually mean to you? But last thing that I'm going to talk about on this episode is this concept of like intuitive eating and how, you know, people are like, well, how am I eating intuitively? If I'm counting macros, you're giving me these, these numbers. Well, going low carb isn't intuitive. Um, you know, going low fat isn't intuitive. It's a forced thing, right? So Intuitive eating is, I'm going to be honest, I say this all the time, it's bullshit, okay? Nobody is intuitively eating the right things to achieve goals. We don't, if we acted on intuition every day, if you're not feeling motivated, guess what? You're probably not going to go to the gym. You know, like it's just, we we have to realize that sometimes we have to have discipline, okay? Now, here's the thing. It's like I mentioned the workout thing. After, over time, you might've used to just not go to the gym when you felt unmotivated, but over time from doing that, you now know how you're going to feel. So whenever you have those feelings, now you intuitively take action to go to the gym, right? So 
it is the exact same thing with food. All right. So you likely have not been shown how to eat balanced. You likely have no idea what your, how your body feels best when you're fueling it appropriately. You've only known what you've known. So you don't know what it looks like to optimize things. You don't know what it looks like to feel your best. You don't know what it looks like to be in a fat loss phase and not feel hungry all the time or miserable all the time or not be able to eat out with your friends. You don't know what any of that feels like unless you've done it for a period of time, for a long period of time, long enough for you to actually be able to look at a food and know, hey, I know exactly what's in that because that is food freedom. Now you don't have to go into my fitness pal or any other tracking app and figure it out. But intuitive eating is bullshit. And here's why. Intuitively, we could wake up and want a donut. Do you really want to eat a donut every morning for breakfast? Do you really want intuitive eating? Because guess what that's going to do? Intuitively, I ate the donut because I wanted it. Intuitively, if I keep doing that, what's going to happen to my body? So it's not really intuitive eating that people are looking for. It's they want to know that what they're eating is the right thing for their body. And you don't know that unless you've spent time figuring it out. And it is a science and it is fine-tuning things, trial and error, a lot of things that don't work. It is seeing how your body responds. But that is also the way you learn the most about yourself. And it's a process. And it's actually a very fun process if you actually give it 100%. So last thing I want to leave you guys with is remind yourself that you don't want intuitive. What you want is to achieve the goal you set out for yourself. And sometimes that means going against what your body actually wants right now because you want something else more. So if you've been struggling to commit to macronutrient tracking, um, all of those kinds of things, and you want to learn a little bit more about what I do, because I do try and make it really easy for you guys, uh, shoot me a message, shoot me a DM, um, fill out my clarity call application. Um, I'm actually not taking on any clients until probably the end of February, but I wanted to go ahead and put that out there and uh, see if you guys wanted to connect. And I would still love to connect with you and get to hear what's going on in your life and how we can obviously hopefully end the dieting world for you or help you feel better, move better, live better. So happy February, guys. Go get it.